0: Welcome to WrestleBuddy's Games About the Wrestling podcast, both wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Forty for Forty, Matt Elfring. With me, as always, is Chris E. Hayner, Forty for Forty. Chris, how are you? Chris isn't here. He's on a Disney cruise. Look at him on a Disney cruise, not talking over me. Oh boy, the things I have to say this week, guys. Not much. Because Chris is gone, and because uh, Money in the Bank is this Saturday, July 2nd, and I well said Forbidden Zone. Forbidden Zone, the song by the Misfits and the movie, uh, is from yesteryear. Uh, No, Forbidden Door happened in Chicago recently, so um, today I am going to predict Money in the Bank matches, because we always predict matches for uh, pay-per-views. No prediction about this week, because... Prediction bot is down, uh, aka I feel lazy. It is 8 30 in the morning. Prediction bot does not work before noon. Uh, I will also discuss Forbidden Door, uh, my journey, my journey to Forbidden Door more so than what, like, Matt, did you like Forbidden Door? Yeah, it was great, but my journey to Forbidden Door is much more fun than that. But, anyways, why sit around and just yabber, yabber, yabber? Let's have some of that morning morning coffee. Mmm. Uh, let's get right into it. Money in the bank. This Saturday, July 2nd uh, at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. But those time zones don't matter. 7 Central, baby! Uh, 6 p.m. for the kickoff show, which will be uh, on YouTube, Twitter, Peacock. Here's the thing. The kickoff shows the past few pay-per-views have had zero matches. It's been very weird for me because... I, you know, Chris and I do coverage of these events, and, like, there's always one match on the kickoff show. Not anymore. Now it's just Booker T giving his shucky-ducky quack-quack moment for an hour. I still have no idea what the shucky-ducky quack-quack is. But let's go through these matches, and I will give you some predictions. There will all be 100% correct, because that's how I roll. Opening this, well, I'm not opening this thing up. Uh, I'm just kind of looking at... uh wwe's website these how how they are listed so i'm gonna go from the bottom to the top because you started the bottom and now you're at the top that's a great song we have united states champion austin theory no longer called austin austin tahiri versus Bob, uh, bob lee lashley and here's the thing um the lead up to this has been silly. It's a bunch of uh, muscle boys posing. Austin uh, doesn't have as much muscle as the Bobby Lashley. He's, Austin's still a muscly boy. Uh, so it's all been about who's got the biggest muscles. And now they're going to fight for United States championship. Lashley has fallen, man. That Omos storyline just kind of knocked him down a few pegs. And Austin's on his way up. And this is, it's, it's kind of weird. These guys are meeting in the middle. I am, man, I want to say Austin, but like I feel like Bobby needs a win. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley is going to win. And this feud will continue to SummerSlam with more muscle boy poses. Mm, that's what everybody wants, those muscle boy poses. Next up is the undisputed Raw the uh, the undisputed raw tag team champions no the undisputed tag team champions uh the Usos versus the street profits i i still don't think I like the tag titles being uh unified, but it is what it is uh i love the Usos i love the street profits i oh boy i this is gonna be weird about what I'm about to say um I'm going with the street profits on this one. Give them the time to shine as tag team champions, have them and Usos kind of go with, uh, for a longer storyline. Again, continue this to SummerSlam. And I I think Street Profits would be a great, uh, tag team champion. This is, it's so weird that they're unified. I don't get it. Whatever. Street Profits are going to win. All right. Next up, we have the battle at Titan Towers or just a regular money in the bank match. Uh, So in this match is Seth uh, Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus Omos. I know it's Omos, but whatever. Uh, Sami Zayn, uh, Matt Riddle. Why is WWE dropping everyone's first name? Wasn't Mustafa, uh, uh, Mustafa Ali just Ali for a while? This is so dumb. I understand this. They don't want... Oh, we can't have it be called Matt Riddle because that's his real name. And we got to own the character because ah, merchandising. They can't be themselves on the indies. Uh, anyway, Matt Riddle versus uh, vacant or to be determined. Vacant is my favorite champion of all time. Listen, there are some great, uh, great folks in here. Seth Rollins feels like the best pick for this match um he's won money in the bank before he's cashed in before he's won the title i he's the to me the strongest contender to go um back to i lost my train of thought because i thought someone was at the front door uh he's a, he seems like the most he seems like the guy who uh is most likely going to go back to get the undisputed championship or I should say just a major championship no one else in this lineup maybe Zayn I mean Zayn could have a I think Zayn could have a decent run at the champion with the championship Roll, uh, Rollins just feels right I mean Drew McIntyre needs repackaging Omos is just a tall boy um and tall boys he's a tall boy doesn't do anything uh Sheamus no thank you I would love for Seamus to change his in-ring appearance. That's it. And then uh, people love Matt Riddle. I don't get it. I don't like him. And it's a personal opinion. Uh, I got it. He's a the stoner trapped at a 14-year-old's body who loves cool hip sayings and razor scooters. I just don't get it. Uh, Seth Rollins makes the most sense. Um, this was probably... Maybe Cody would have been in this. Who knows? Uh, Seth Rollins. I talked a lot of there. Next up, we have the SmackDown Women's Champion Ronda Rousey. I completely forgot she was champion uh, versus Natalya. I mean, Ronda Rousey, right? I do. I have to talk about this one for like five minutes. It's Ronda Rousey. She's gonna win. I just, I don't, I don't see Natalya as a champion. She's kind of in that same place that like Seamus is for me, where it's like they've been around. They're a veteran. They've been around a long time, but they should be uplifting the next generation of stars. Not so much winning titles anymore. Anyway, women's money in the bank ladder match. Uh, This one's going to be fantastic. I'm super pumped for this one. Here's who we got in this one. Ready for this one? Uh, Lacey Evans, whatever. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Liv Morgan. Raquel Rodriguez. Asuka, Shotzi Blackheart. Why did they drop her last name? She's just Shotzi now. Stop it, WWE. Just stop it with the dropping of names, for the love of God. Let let these people have a first name or a surname. They deserve it. They're putting their life on their line for your product. Give them two names. Except for Asuka. Asuka's been Asuka forever. And before that, she was Kana, so like, whatever. Uh, Becky Lynch. Or Becky, are we doing that now? Okay, we're gonna do that now. It's it's first or last names only. Uh, it's Lacey versus Bliss versus Liv versus Rodriguez versus Asuka versus Shotzi versus Becky. This is one of those matches where I I could see most of the people winning. Um, I can see Becky winning this, I could see Alexa winning this, I could see Liv winning this, I could see Asuka winning this. Um, or for some reason, Lacey, uh, Shotzi and Raquel, I don't see winning. I love Shotzi Blackheart so much. I don't see her winning the match. Uh, Raquel's fine. Um, don't see her winning. I, I think. Okay. First of all, it's the Mad Elfring prediction. Becky wins. That's just how this, these predictions go for the six or the six, seven years I've been covering wrestling at GameSpot. Anytime I have done predictions, Becky Lynch has been who I've predicted. That's just how that's how this bit goes. However, this feels like a really good time to give a live Morgan a push to the moon. To the moon. Diamond hands. Other crypto weird stock stonk <laughs> phrases. No, Liv Morgan makes the most sense. I mean, th- she has a huge following. Uh, she's just so over with the crowd right now. She's putting on some of the best matches of her career in WWE like this. It makes the most sense to me to give her the push right now with big time Becks with Becky Lynch's character, Becky works best as a loser. Uh, I hate saying that because I want Becky to be the champion of everything, but the character works best with a chip on her shoulder and having her lose money in the bank. will put the biggest chip on her shoulder. We'll get to see like excuse ever excuse of why she lost. Um, again i'd love alexa bliss to win i we need to like kind of separate from the playground stuff as much as possible bliss needs a little bit of a repackaging that would be great um i think asuka's in cruise control at this point with wwe much like how like shinsuke is much like how aj styles is um because believe it or not, guys, Asuka's a super veteran. Like, she wrestled in Japan for a long time before coming here. Uh Huge fan of Asuka. But I, I think she's just very much just, you know, doing the job, helping out the newer folks, and that's great. Again, Liv Morgan, guys. Liv Morgan. Here we go. Next match. Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair versus uh, Carmella, Money Carmella. This is not a tough one for me to predict because it's Bianca Belair. Carmella is kind of this classic, like 80s, 90s heel. I really like that about her. I don't see her as um, a champion right now. I don't think she's in that. That higher level of uh, which is and that's not like to say anything against her. I think she's a good wrestler. I think she's good on the mic. She's got a lot of stuff that can make a champion a champion. I just think for where this character is at right now, it doesn't make sense for Bianca to give the title over to Carmella. I know you're saying like, you you don't give the title, you fight for it. No, I know. Bianca as champion makes the most sense at this time. We did it. That is all the predictions. Boy, oh boy. Let's take a break right here.
1: Over the past two years, we've seen WrestleBuddy starting as an award-winning podcast featuring in-depth interviews, but slowly, it's turned into a circus of uninteresting topics and bad Vince McMahon impressions. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. See, so remember, like, he's like, you're fired. <laughs> Man. See what I mean? Hi, I'm Dog Dad Lawyer, running for president of WrestleBuddies. The people have spoken, and they want Chris and Matt off of the show. And if I'm in charge, I'll make sure every episode is a 10 out of 10, and I'll offer free nachos from the school cafeteria, and Fridays off of work. So this November, vote for me, Dog Dad Lawyer, and we can take back Wrestle Buddies. I'll also bring my dog Clarence to your house, and we can dress him up like a sailor.
0: Paid for the association to make Dog Dead Lawyer WrestleBuddy's president. Thank you to all of our sponsors, except for Dog Dead Lawyer. You are um, garbage. Oh, I can't say that. I can't say that they pay money. Uh, Dog Dead Lawyer, you are a maybe a lawyer. Probably not. Let's talk about uh, Forbidden Zone.
1: Oh, man, you're such a cut up.
0: (laughs) Uh, So I went to Forbidden Door at the United Center in Chicago over the weekend. Last weekend. Well, last weekend, whatever that date was. June 26th or something. I don't know. Uh, It was, believe it or not, my my first AEW show. Uh, I have had tickets to two all outs. Or one all out. I don't remember how many there've been, uh, and not gone for COVID reasons, primarily COVID reasons. Not I didn't have COVID, but you know, COVID was still kind of a big deal. Um, I went to all in when it happened at the Sears Center. Uh, it's just I've never been to an AEW show, uh, guys. Spoiler alert: All wrestling pay per views are kind of like the same. I would say, well not. A WWE plays more packages, more video packages than AEW does. AEW had a lot of video packages, but. The video package to wrestling match ratio is a lot different. Everybody, uh, I feel like it felt like everybody on the card got to fight that uh, during Forbidden Zone. <clears throat> Forbidden Zone. I got to stop saying that Forbidden door. Anyway, I went I, I met up with uh, a couple people, nine people to go out to the show Um Before. I even got to the show. Um, a friend had the bomb in the, the hot sauce in their fridge, and I and I like first we feast. I like uh, hot ones, and I said I'm gonna try that. This is very important to Forbidden Door, by the way. And I took a little dab of it, and my mouth was on fire for an hour. It's the worst tasting hot sauce I've ever had in my life. It is. It tastes like vinegar, thick vinegar. Does that make sense? like viscous, viscous vinegar. That's a hard one to say. Um, it's just burn. It's so bad. Anytime I would watch Hot Ones and people would try the bomb, and they'd be like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I'd be like, there's no way it's the worst thing ever. And I tried it. It's guys, it's the worst thing ever. It is bad. My lips were on fire. Throat was on fire. Tongue was on fire. Um, I did not drink any milk, though, because I made the mistake of trying it on its own. And I just, uh, I I had a michelada to try to cool me down. It didn't really help. We took a limo out to United Center in which our limo driver took the weirdest way possible. You should, if your limo driver, if you're next to a highway, the highway that goes to the, the venue you are headed, are supposed to be going to, and your limo driver decides to take back roads halfway, fire that limo driver immediately and just take an Uber. They took back roads like how it felt like halfway out there. Same thing on the way back. Just take the highway. Come on. Anyway, got to the venue. Very nice seats. We we're at the club level. Uh, I, I think club level means something to a lot of people. To me, I was still like, man, we're staying at the club level. And I was like, oh, I haven't. I don't know what that means at all. Are we in the 4440 club or something? I don't know. So. I feel like the kickoff show, I'm sorry, the buy-in, was three hours long. It's okay, I've checked out a video. It's an hour long. So the first match uh, was uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi uh, against Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. You've listened to this show, you understand that we love QT Marshall based on Chris went to a restaurant in Florida and QT Marshall's boots were signed in a case there and then we just decided we loved him. I the crowd doesn't like QT Marshall or now what's called the factory. It can't really be called the nightmare factory as much anymore because, you know, Cody and Brandy are gone. I was cheering for QT and I think I lost friends that evening. I, I don't think anybody appreciated that. I, I, I yelled he's trying his best. Um I yelled like I like I like you, QT. Not love. Uh but man, people were super mean. That match was very boring. Um and it's mainly it was it was boring because people weren't giving QT uh a chance. It wasn't boring for any other reason other than that. Uh, then we had uh, Nick Camarado. I'm probably not saying that right. Whatever. Uh, to, um, fighting Murder Hawk Lance Archer. This was much better. It was just a kind of a big beefy boy match of like who could be the biggest, beefiest boy uh, who could lift people over their head. Uh, like how much beef can you get from the butcher and put over your head and then put on the ground? I really enjoyed that one. But I mean, it was fine. And, and then we had like a third. Kickoff match, buy-in match. And at this time, I'm like, this is still going. Also at this point, I'm just waiting for Danhausen to come out. Cause I'm like, oh, I can't wait for the Hookhausen match. Spoiler alert, it never happened. It must have gotten taken off the card at some point, and I'm just not caught up. Uh, but we had uh Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus uh Yoshinobu, Kanamaro, and El Desperado. Swerve it was fine. I, I like Swerve. I like Lee. Most of this match was just people yelling, "Who's house? Swerve's house." Um, the match was just okay, but like, I don't know. Being in the being in the crowd, it seemed like the crowd was much more interested in just chanting things that time. Uh, the final match, which I got very excited about, it was Max Castle uh, and Mister Ass in the Ass Boys versus uh, the well, it was a bunch of young lions from New Japan. So everybody comes out uh Max uh Caster does his like rap and um mentions the Ass Boys a few times and we all kind of lose it in the crowd because of course we do. Then Danhausen has a screen that comes up and he's like I've got a special present for you Ass Boys and then they play the Ass Boys theme song and then the Ass Boys run away. This is never resolved during the pay-per-view or ever again that I mean, Dan Housen wasn't backstage. It was very obvious, but the ass boys ran backstage to get him. We just got, it was, it was a Billy Gunn showcase. I mean, sure. Matt Caster was there too, but it was a Billy Gunn showcase. Not a great match. Uh, and then we got onto the actual main card. Uh, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho and Suzuki uh, versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, And I, uh, know, Shada, none of my pause there. This was a match where I was just very pumped to see Suzuki. I, um, I had two drinks before I got in there, and it was starting to wear off. Uh, and I was fine with that because beers at United Center were fourteen dollars, and no one takes cash. What is going on? What is wrong with this country? I remember my country, America. They took cash places. Now they just take credit cards and that's fine. But I brought cash. Like I just had cash on me. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get some cash for the night and I'll get some food and I'll get some merch. Also merch had been sold out by the start of the show. All they had left were CM Punk shirts and spoiler alert. CM Punk wasn't even there at a AEW pay-per-view in actual Chicago. Sears Center in Chicago, folks, it's it's very close to where I live. It is, I think, uh, roughly 10, seven miles, we'll say seven miles uh, northeast of me. About that. United Center is west side of Chicago. Anyway. I'm a super proud to see Suzuki. Uh, I don't think I had ever seen Suzuki. Tay Conti was there, like with a baseball bat the entire time, like looking like a sting. I don't know. That match was. I mean, the match was great because I got to see Suzuki. Is that? I mean, that fair enough. Anyway, next match was FTR versus Jeff Cobb, Great O'Con, Trent Reddick, and Rocky. A um, great tag team match. Really, really, really enjoyed this one uh, there. I mean, the entire time we're all just saying like, OK, well, FTR is going to win this. The whole thing was set up for FTR to win. And that's what it felt like. So FTR could have three different tag titles except for the AEW tag titles. Uh, fine match. Really enjoyed it. That's it. Uh, Then we had Pac, Miro, Malachi Black and Clark Connors. I was calling Clark. Con- I have. Fun fact, I'm super off the uh New Japan boat. I haven't been watching as much as I used to, primarily because when I was watching New Japan, it was because of like the elite. It was because of like Bullet Club being um a bullet club I enjoyed. I'm not a big J. White fan, so I'm very I'm just not as connected to New Japan as I used to be. I mean, that happened to Ring of Honor too. When I mean when the Elite left informed AEW. like i stopped watching ring of honor as much i'm sorry dalton castle sorry john grisham 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 yeah so i had no idea who clark clark Connors was connors is god i can't even say his name guys i'm so tired today i kept calling him connor clark if that's any indication so anyways no idea who clark connors is and that's fine it's okay if i don't know who everybody is in wrestling you know what if I didn't know who Miro was, it'd still be fine. It doesn't matter. I'm just there to have a good time. Anyways, I do like Miro. Um, this it felt like this match was being was set up for Miro to win. It really, really did. And pack one. Whatever. Fine match. Again, fine match. Uh, then we had the Bullet club, which is weird because the bucks aren't really in Bullet club. You know, like, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Who the hell knows anymore? I could, uh, Bay, what's his name? Chris Bay. Um, the other group was Dudes with Attitude. Um, the sting had a spot. I didn't care for it. Uh, it was fine, it was a fine match, whatever. Um, by this time, uh, I had to pee really, 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 really bad. Uh, because I was waiting for Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay, and that's when thunder rosa tony storm match was i feel so bad because like i had to go to the bathroom so bad and there were and i just i saw thunder rosa's entrance i got so pumped and i'm like i gotta go now there's no way and i i hate that i left during that match because i heard it was amazing um but because of the line in the bathroom i missed all of it i came back when like rosa won anyway Uh, Match of the night was next. That was Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy forever to me, proving that he can be a great comedy character and just a flat out great wrestler. Will Ospreay, man, like I'm so glad people in the States get to see him. Like he is so, so he's been so talented and so over for so long. Uh, This is my first time seeing him live as a heel, which was really cool. Uh, and man, he worked the heel gimmick so well. A uh, match that I, I could not recommend that match any. It might be one of my favorite matches of the year. Uh, then it was Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, a mystery opponent. And man, I was so surprised when it was Papa Shango. Thanks, Papa, for coming out. Um, it was Claudio. I mean, like, uh, formerly known as Cesaro. We all knew it was going to be Claudio. I mean, once Daniel Bryan gave that promo, it's like about, you know, i got someone personal picked out uh not how he talks at all we it, it was going to be claudio and claudio put on a great show uh, uh, Zach saber junior also great show like the guy i again that's another guy i'm glad people in the states got to see uh just like he's so innovative with the way he can string submissions together and i really like that about him and claudio's claudio uh, you know how claudio wrestles you've seen him do his thing for a long time he didn't bring a lot of anything new to this match, but like. Those matches he was putting on in WWE were still like New Japan caliber. It's just you had like 40 different cuts every time you punched somebody at WWE. Great match. Uh, then we had the. But this was the main event for me. It wasn't the main event for everybody, but uh jay white hangman page uh okada and adam cole this is my first time seeing okada live so that was a big deal to me Uh it was for the world title i i'm sorry the iwgp title uh man i really wanted uh obviously Cole to take it uh i know you're not listening adam cole but i want you to take it uh but You'll be back on pretty soon next week or in the next two weeks. We'll be I think we're talking to Adam Cole, so he'll be back on the show. Um, Page, I would have loved to see take it. To, I w- I want someone from AEW to take this title, but then again, you can't do that because you know you quickly remember that, uh, FTR has like the IWGP Tag Titles, so you can't have all of New Japan's titles in America. You can, but like. You can't. Come on. Uh, Jay White may, uh, I, you know what? Okada would have made more sense to me taking the title, but whatever. Jay White got it. Great, great match. Uh, and then it was Tanahashi versus Moxley for the AEW world title. And I really wanted Tanahashi to win AEW's world title. I thought that would have been the smartest, best move they could have made. Love Moxley. Great champion. I just, I want this New Japan AEW stuff to go a little bit farther. Um, stretch it out a little bit longer, and in order to do that, like give uh, the main world title to someone from New Japan, and Tanahashi is well deserving of that. um This there's a lot of blood in this one. That's all I remember. I had, had another uh, fourteen dollar beer at this point. um I was not drunk though. Don't worry. Uh, somebody else was in our group. I know you're listening right now. You were sm- <laughs> hitting the chairs in front of us like punching them. What is going on? Oh, uh, Yeah, uh great, great stuff. I just wish they had uh, prepared merch. I had to buy mine online. My Forbidden Door shirt will not say I was there. I don't know why that's important to me. That it it has to say I was there on the back. Um, yeah, I got a Claudio shirt too, but like I yeah, why is it important to me that I was there is written on the back? It's it shouldn't be, but it is. Uh Forbidden Door was a fantastic experience. Uh, if I'm going to rate it against other shows I've been to this year, it's second place to um, WrestleMania that I went to earlier this year And WrestleMania is WrestleMania, man. I, it's just, and it was a good WrestleMania. So it's really hard to beat a good WrestleMania, uh, but for indoor is super duper up there. And I think I said, like I said, um, I, if new Japan is coming to town, Um, Or just Japanese wrestling in general on kind of a bigger level like DDT, which (laughs) that sounds weird to say out loud on a bigger level like DDT. Uh, I do want to check it out if I can make it, you know, so, I, you know, we covered G1 Supercard with uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan back when that happened at Madison Square Garden, um, which is just a huge bucket list, man. I got to see I got to see wrestling at Madison Square Garden. And also a non-WWE wrestling at Madison Square Garden. That's a big deal. And I got to see All In, which was another like kind of Ring of Honor impact. It was a New Japan. Everybody. So it's kind of a big deal. Um, The tickets were super super expensive, though. That was kind of a pain in the butt. But whatever. Worth it. Well worth it. Uh, Super fun time. Uh, Just I wish um Senor Tony Khan would not run six hour shows I was so tired I was yawning at the end during Moxie Tanahashi and I shouldn't have been because it was a great match but I was so tired I got back at I was in bed at one and I had to work at like seven thirty the next morning so that's kind of rough so just shorten the show. So you don't not everybody has to be on the card. You don't need to pack four matches into the kickoff show. Just do two. Two is fine. You don't got to like overpack that card. It's just. I think about GM mode for WWE 2K22, how it's like that first match has to be killer. The Two matches, the two mid card matches have to be like great, but not as good as that opening card. And then the finale has to kill it. And like, yeah, that's how wrestling needs to kind of work. You kind of have to have waves and roller coasters. When every match is really, really, really good. It's hard to not even really, really good, but a high octane, high action, uh, fast pace. When When you have a lot of matches like that, it's just it's hard to it's hard to keep me excited. That sounds worse than it actually is, but that's just how it is. Anyway, that's been this week's episode of Wrestle Buddies. Um, no one talked over me once. It was great. <laughs> Enjoy your cruise, Chris. I know you're listening. You're on a Disney cruise. We're working. You know how sad that is? You're on the seven seas. Anyway, check out what I'm writing over on GameSpot. The guy, at the boys' grossest moments. I will be doing live coverage of Money in the Bank on Saturday. I believe Chris will not be with me. Uh, don't work, Chris. Don't work. Money in the Bank. I'll do it alone. It's fine. Uh, and then uh, next week we might not have an episode because I am out the first half of the week. Well, I mean, we're all out for Fourth of July because you know have a day off uh but i don't know if we'll have an episode next week uh we'll be back very soonish with adam cole we have got a bunch of emails right now maybe my adam cole emails in there now who knows uh and a bunch more things coming your way soon that's it for this week's episode matt any final words robocop there i did it see you next week Thanks for listening to Wrestle Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.
1: WrestleMuddies is a copywritten GameSpot website podcast. You do not have permission to use anything contained within the episode, or you'll be sued by me, Dog Dad Lawyer. I've got a dog named Clarence. He's a beautiful pug.